have you yet put somebody in a 3D VR thing and then have the things read in their brain and then do like the force? Definitely. Is there like a force game? Yeah. There is? Yeah. Oh my God. Welcome to Show You're Joking. I'm your host, Dr. Kevin Peter Hickerson. Today we have another Caltech postdoc, my favorite depository <laughs> of knowledge and personage. If, if, if personage doesn't work. Uh, welcome to the show, Dr. Sumner Norman. Yes. PhD. You graduated from UCI, I believe. Yeah, UCI yeah. Irvine. Nice school, very nearby. And you work with... Uh, all kinds of like robots and brain interfaces, right? I'm probably the most confusing scientist you'll meet. I yes. went to your webpage because I, I tried <laughs> okay. at least like a little bit familiar myself with somebody. I don't actually want to read like too much about their work uh-huh. because then instead of like finding out about it, I'll just be like trying to do it for you or something and I don't want to <laughs> do that. Um, but I went to your webpage and I'm like, what is, this guy is all over the place. I'm yeah. like seeing tarantulas and like <laughs> the skull cap from, from Back to the Future that Doc yeah. Brown wears. Um, yeah. What, what do you do? <laughs> um, okay. So, well, my background is in mechanical engineering and okay. that's been that way. Great place to start. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's, it's a really versatile um, degree, which I, I chose partially for that reason. And I guess partially by luck, it worked out in the end. Um, my research through my PhD was in, uh, robots and especially robots that interact with humans. So human machine interaction was my area of research, you could say. Okay. But I thought that it would be really cool to use these types of machines to help people. And so we built exoskeleton robots. I mean, it's, it's like a 50, 50 flip. It's like yeah. destroy humanity or help people. Exactly. That's yeah. pretty much, those are your only options with robots. I guess there's some people who make these like useless robots that just yeah. uh sit around by the way don't get upset if i interrupt you because i just that's what i do um, <laughs> you're fine <laughs> um yeah no uh, you're absolutely right actually um a so lot welcome of people to the good side yeah I guess. <laughs> thank you for the moment being we'll see how <laughs> things progress i don't think i'm on it but you know, for, <laughs> as much as i pretend to be welcome to the side yeah you're helping <laughs> well we try so yeah we have these robots that assist people and we tried to use that for rehabilitation purposes stroke spinal cord injury were the two neurological injuries we focused on oh, uh, so maybe we'll is... rehab somebody that will be on the dark side and then it all who knows how does this that is work straight out? up upgrade yeah what you're talking about yeah right? uh it could be yeah have you seen that movie? That, <laughs> no. Oh my god, it, it's so good. Oh, you should watch. It's such a good movie. Really good acting. Kind of a, a like, kind of a cliche plot, but it does not matter. I mean, I'm fine with cliche it's so plots good. if there's it was, robots. And it's just, uh, you know, it it, it seemed. I mean, it's like your line of work. I didn't yeah. like as a from a scientific view. I didn't say like, oh, that's ridiculous. I actually looked kind of reasonably plausible yeah i mean it's beyond what we have now but i was like oh yeah those are the best movies yeah my, my, my favorite like... movie of all time is interstellar and everyone that i show they're like well that's ridiculous and could never I know, happen i know and my favorite thing is to then go <laughs> oh, on a rant about why it can <laughs> yes perfect high five that's literally how i started this podcast i think yeah really? I, yeah oh uh, i got um i got scientific american to uh retract well kind of retract a story yeah a saying that it was uh incorrect Really? Yeah. And they published another one. They're like, okay, well, we talked to Kip Dorn, and That's it turns so cool. out that maybe he really... <laughs> okay, so yeah. sorry, tangent I here. I normally have it here, and I talk about it practically every show, because it's always a display, but I have... Yeah, uh, you have the science of... Uh, no, no, well, no, I have better than that. I have, uh, I have Kip, my, my, my uh, 
my exam handwritten by Kip Thorne. Oh, I heard this on a problems. previous podcast. Oh, yeah. good. Because yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I talk about it every time. Because <laughs> it's <laughs> awesome. That's yeah, why. It's like whenever somebody comes to my house, I'm like a kindergarten. Hey, look, look, I got this drawing. Anyway. <laughs> See, I didn't have the foresight to get anything signed, but I actually did get to meet Kip Thorne. He didn't just sign it. He wrote it right for, for you for me right. yeah 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 <laughs> it was like, written for you you're right it's better right. yeah i knew I, I i the only the only thing that was uh that i really should be proud of is that i saved it I yeah mean, it was embarrassing that, was... that he wrote it i probably said this also on previous podcasts but yeah. he really wrote it because i didn't do enough of my homework to pass the <laughs> class and he's like you have to leave this class with being able to do these two problems or you know that worked out for you in the end yeah <laughs> well <laughs> sort um, of <laughs> Yes, yeah, so worked out better for him. His I wife, Carolee Weinstein, is actually in my field of stroke rehabilitation. Oh, She's that's the awesome. vice president, I believe, vice president of the American Society of Neurorehabilitation. Uh, oh, wow. Oh, wonderful. And so have we her came on. to know each other professionally, and uh-huh. she invited me to a dinner where he was giving a lecture. That's awesome. And it was the coolest experience to sit with him for a couple hours. And it was in between Interstellar and the Nobel Prize. He didn't uh-huh. have his Nobel Prize yet, so it was. It was really a kind of unique that's opportunity awesome. for me because that's not my field. You're a physicist. I'm a I'm a wannabe physicist. Yeah, I ran into him yesterday getting a haircut. Actually, it was really weird. Everybody has hair. <laughs> yeah, and I, I took a selfie. And he also, I, I knew he didn't want to be on the podcast again because yeah. I know he does not want to be in anything. But yeah. I, I was like, you know, I just said, and of course, if you want to come back or whatever. And he's like, he was really proud to announce. He's like, I've actually finally begun to wound down my press appearances yeah and i he like it was just like discovery gravity waves he's like i have this goal he's like in the next three months i hope to wind it down to zero like he has a planned <laughs> defaming of himself I, it's the weirdest thing i <laughs> wouldn't expect it to be any other way i've like i've never seen somebody plan their life more perfectly he's like yeah. well first i'm gonna be f- like i'm gonna be friends with all these famous physicists and then i'm gonna write books about yeah. like teach everybody how relativity works and then i'm gonna make a big prediction yeah and then 50 <laughs> just, years later they're gonna right. hand me a nobel prize right. and mm. then i'll go retire and my yacht will be waiting i don't know if yeah. he has a yacht but he probably has a very he doesn't have a yacht he probably has like a very nice little sailboat in uh <laughs> yeah. like in baja or something yeah yeah <laughs> and but. then he just literally will just go off into like, <laughs> I have accomplished all my goals. <laughs> so, unfortunately, the one part of my research that I never was able to kind of segue was back into space travel and, and physics. Because I actually, my, my undergraduate, my very first research I ever did was in theoretical physics, but it was solid state crystallography stuff, mm-hmm. which again has nothing to do with robots. Although, believe it or not, uh, I was just talking, I was, somebody was showing me a textbook about nonlinear something to do with uh, solid state stuff. Yeah. And, and somebody was just like, oh yeah, funny story. Kip Thorne actually solved this part in condensed matter. Really? Yeah, there's like something he derived. Of course like, he did. It's just like Add nobody ever hears about it yeah it's just it's just in textbooks about those are the types of anecdotes that make me think maybe i shouldn't be a scientist (laughs) it was so weird he's like oh because i was asking him some question about something related to optics and he's he's showing me the thing and it's like oh yeah that does look that's totally like kip's style even i mean it's like he he just took some of the math of uh you know of of classical field theory and he like somehow applied it to um semiconductors or something of course it's really did. amazing <laughs> that's fantastic i i keep trying to do that and then find out really quickly because someone's like yeah no people have already tried that uh, and it doesn't work I, I i i fail a lot there's a funny anecdote related to your field even uh okay. R- uh richard Feynman invented uh-huh. the uh the patch clamp 
you know what the patch yeah, trap huh? is? Yeah, yeah, the neuronal oh, patch trap. Oh, yeah, you trap. must yeah. know it is because you well, literally work on I shouldn't must. <laughs> right? I, I don't must know. I do know by chance, right. but yeah, I so have no classic neuroscience training. So for is just like a little glass syringe yeah. that just, uh, it's like a tiny, tiny little voltmeter that you like put on a single molecule, a single protein in a in like a neuron. Mm-hmm. And you just measure the like the synapses firing in the thing across yeah. this tiny thing, and uh, um, yeah, um, uh, Professor Lester just was having lunch with them, and he's like, "Hey, we're having this hard time. We really want to measure the voltage across these things. We have no yeah. idea." And then Feynman was really obsessed with nanotechnology at the time, mm-hmm. and so he had just realized like, "Oh, this is kind of cool. Glass can just get smaller and smaller. You can just make a glass tube as small as you want." As yeah. so he's like, "So just make a small glass tube," and they did, and that like was the birth of almost all you know neuroscience practice. You're you know? full of fantastic anecdotes. Well, that's why I should, <laughs> I should start recording myself telling. Yeah, have anecdotes. you thought about maybe <laughs> starting a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> well, everybody else certainly has, so I don't see why I should. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Let's see. What other research? So um, came from robotics, started doing human-machine interaction, which mm-hmm. led to rehabilitation for stroke and spinal cord injury. Mm-hmm. I got frustrated with the fact that people with the most severe injuries are sometimes the hardest to rehab, and they're mm-hmm. the ones that are in the most need. Right. Because they have sense. very little ability to move, which means we have very little ability to sense the, the residual movement they do have using robots and force transducers and fun things. Mm-hmm. And so we can't amplify their movements in the same way that we can amplify someone who's moderately impaired or mildly impaired. I see. So that must be why I see a lot of I see a lot of projects where they're showing things like, you know, early Parkinson's and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Is that the reason? Because it's just easier to treat those yeah, kind of things. Exactly. If there's if there's any residual function, you can measure that with more traditional techniques, uh, force transducers, these types of things. And mm-hmm. then you can do a million, you know, a whole myriad of things with that. But yeah, once you get to the point that there's almost no function or no function left, mm-hmm. uh, the signal at the muscles or the peripheral, you know, nerves are mostly gone. And so you have to start looking further up into the spinal cord and in the brain. Mm-hmm. So that's where I went. I started looking for uh, signals coming directly from the brain to control the robots. That's and awesome. I fell down a large rabbit hole. Awesome. <laughs> and I've never been in, able to get out. <laughs> in Upgrade, they just put like this thing that looks like a little chip. I would love like that a, chip. If yeah, anyone oh knows God. where I can get one of those chips, <laughs> please pass it along. It's going to solve How about patch everything. clamps? Are, yeah. we gonna, are we close to having a little patch clamp? Is so, that an option? Let's so actually, uh, part of the research that we do at Caltech in my lab, uh, we have people that are implanted with microelectrode arrays. So these uh-huh. are tetraplegic patients. So they don't have the ability to move below the shoulders. These are like the kind Jerry Pine used or somebody different? Uh, I don't know Jerry Pine. Oh, oh, okay. I should. I probably Uh, should. That's all right. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. He made little like neuron cages on chips. I don't know. Uh, These are, no, these are different. So these are just straight up electrodes. Yeah, these are just straight up electrodes. That sounds like a neuromorphic like uh, replication. I don't even know that word, but it sounds awesome. And it's going in a sci-fi movie. I guarantee you that. I I went on a rant the other day at home because I was was yelling at my wife. I'm like, I need to get these real time beam formers and she said that is the most made up term i've ever heard in my whole <laughs> life and i said it's not it's real and they have them in france and they i need them today <laughs> that's hilarious I, I always thought patch clamp was a really dumb term for what it is yeah. it's like it sounds like a tool that you have in your garage it doesn't yeah. sound like a thing that's measuring yeah the very foundation of thought yeah but is there some Latin root for glass? Because we could put that in that the like, be better, neuro yeah. glass tube right. but with a you know. <laughs> micro neuralator yeah. or something. You're on the right track. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, we put these microelectrode arrays. They're just normal electrodes. They're just really, really small. Um, they were developed at the University of Utah, which is actually where I did my undergraduate. Okay. And so they're called Utah arrays. We put these anywhere from 100, and I think the group with the most has 400. Not uh, to, I'm not going to shit on Utah here, but it's very frustrating. It must be very frustrating that you call a thing Utah array, and, yeah, and, and, and that it's that's like... That's the thing. Th that, um, that's the state. But, but that like... Well, no, no, no. That's fine. That's named after Utah. I just feel bad for Utah that it's like they have invented so few arrays. That's what I mean. That they're yeah. just like, no, nah, we have this one. Yeah. It won't get confusing. Yeah. I mean, fortunately <laughs> for them, it is like the one. It's the only uh, one with FDA approval. So it's the only one you can uh, put in okay. humans for All now. Right. Well, I guess in context. Yeah. Works. It's like passion. But yeah, it, it's kind of a shame. Yeah. That Utah, it's like it's just the Utah array. Maybe we got to get back into what doctors used to do. Remember how they have like, you know, they say a band-aid and they make up an entire latin right. word for it mm -hmm. i think scientists kind of lost our edge when we were we we lost our um we used to name things after people. ourselves yeah that's true yeah. <laughs> yeah like there's like you go to the brain it's like we're in broadman area five i i don't even know broadman why do we why are we talking about broadman still we there's cartesian coordinates that are just fine and right. <laughs> that's great also named after somebody yeah oh shit you're right <laughs> See, I didn't even notice. That's how that's how fluid it becomes right. after a while. Of course, back then, I guess it was easier because it's like, hey, I invented coordinates. Yeah. And then people are like, that, what do we call it. them? Yeah. Ah, Cartesian. Yeah. Yeah. Although spherical never got named after anybody. That's right. Well, um, or did they? Prometheus Spherical. Okay. At the Round Institute of... Of round something. things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Generally around things. I think I'm going to just put this out there i was get, i'm thinking of making a little video of it trying get i'm trying to get videos to go viral and it just does not work i think because half the internet hates me yeah uh maybe more than half um well so, for people that know me here's here's the fun fact on the yeah. video i'm wearing glasses today oh yeah no one's ever seen me I in saw glasses three pictures of you and none of them look like the same person yeah so i was also really confused that, i was like i I'm don't know a bit of a chameleon a, i don't know if this is a hybrid yeah. i don't know uh, what he's working on i'm 75 percent robot yeah. but it's a 25 i'm working <laughs> you, on it had a doc like other than the crazy part yeah crazy and old uh yeah. you had a doc brown kind of vibe going on because it hey, was thanks. like all this stuff it's like <laughs> well when i'm not working on my time machine i'm i'm trying to read people's minds yeah so how close are you to that uh reading people's minds Yeah, because you're just trying at the moment the goal is to like read someone's mind to move their limbs or something yeah. but how close are you to other creepy kinds of reading minds well here let me let me give you an anecdote of what okay. we do all right. And because there there is a little tiny bit of a creepy and, aspect to it. And we know that science is all done by anecdote. So it's yeah. really all right. Here we go. <laughs> anecdote number seven, six, five, four, three, two, right. eight. We just get one anecdote and yeah. we're like, we're done. Yeah. We figured it out. <laughs> so uh, when we put these electrode arrays in people, we uh -huh. read neurons firing and we know that certain neurons respond to certain types of movements. In this case, people are imagining these movements because mm -hmm. they can't actually do them anymore. Okay. Um, and then we use machine learning to kind of classify what those movements were attempted to be, and then we can recreate them using a robot or maybe just a cursor on a screen to move around, type on a keyboard, whatever we want. Um, the fun part is, is that we're recording from a part of the brain that incorporates decision-making, so it incorporates part of your brain that's looking at, it, that has vision, mm -hmm. audio, puts it all together and makes a decision and then sends out a motor action, right. and it's a very high level. It's like, I want to reach for that cup, not so, I want to flex this muscle. Since it's about decision-making, in me, it's somewhere yeah. between non-existent and just beer-soaked. <laughs> like, so you wouldn't be able to, I don't care what kind of machine learning yeah. you put on that, it's just like, it's it's gone. It'll it's be just, just as sloppy as you. It's yeah. all bad. 
bad decisions. Yeah, sloppy in, sloppy right. out. Hey, I have an idea. Let's throw away a PhD and go start a podcast for no reason. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, the machines will will do that. I have with a you. lot of anecdotes. Might as well. <laughs> Why not? Well, let's add one to the bank. <laughs> right. So That's great. Okay. So as they as they um, make a decision, the thing is, is we can actually record the synapse from the neurons firing, mm-hmm. see that in the electrode, decode it, and then spit out the result of it and say, move the robot. And we can actually do that faster than the person would be able to move on their own. Whoa. So <laughs> a lot of times the patients will report that it felt like the computer was making the same decision that they were about to make. Whoa. Oh, that's gonna be creepy. So it has that. Although, that's a little bit know, of a creepy sensation. It does, except but it's I just a sensation. It, that's part of. That's kind of critical to feeling at one with your body. I oh think. yeah, I think that's like a key thing. It's like for that's you why our BCI fe- is the best BCI. What's BCI? Oh, brain computer that. interface. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. That's what these systems are called. Is a <laughs> brain a computer? Inter- yeah. yeah, a brain machine interface or brain computer right. interface. We TLA. can't decide. We covered what we're that called. in the uh, two podcasts ago. TLA yeah. three letter acronym. Yeah. Yeah. So. Meta. <laughs> That's four. Whoa. <laughs> Back off, buddy. Yeah. We don't do four-letter acronyms. No, Meta's not people. an acronym. It's just no, it's short just... for... I don't even know. I, I have no idea. <laughs> what is Meta short for? It's like it's short for itself? Send in an email if you know. <laughs> right? <laughs> if you, Please tweet out if you know what Meta is short for. I mean, I know it's in words, like metamorphosis and yeah. stuff like that, but is it just its own Greek thing? Hashtag what is Meta? <laughs> Hit us up. <laughs> so, okay, uh, so you got your, your TLA BCI yep. doing its uh, mm-hmm. RMZ or yep. whatever. Yep. Yeah. So, up. yeah, that's what makes ours unique is we're decoding from a part of the brain that's kind of high level, like cognitive and a that's little bit awesome. thinking about what yeah, you're creepy. about to do. Yeah. <laughs> but you still have to you still have to classify things. So what I mean uh-huh. by that is like we still have to train the machine learning every day. So we spend a, the first, you know, 20, 30 minutes just having people imagine movements that they want to create. Uh-huh. And we tell them what to imagine. And then we we label those things and the little machine learning picks apart what neurons are doing at what time. And you still have to go through that every day. This so sound, we can't that just... sounds a lot like uh, Luke Skywalker's training, right on on Dagobah. Well, I mean, there's, because we mean when he I, gets his hand, because that's no, like two seconds. Well, that shot, yeah, you know, no, that's, which is frustrating me. I right. want an expansion. <laughs> I want to see the whole process. Right. George Lucas, if you're listening, <laughs> it's just like yeah, they close it. Okay, get out. Hashtag Luke hand. What happened? That's a terrible hashtag. I gotta work on those. Uh, no, I meant the part where he's on Dagobah. Okay. Then it's oh, okay. So in apparently, the apparently, if you're trying to move something that's far away from you, it yeah. takes lots of Yoda training. Sure. Backwards talking. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the hands. I guess they just mastered. You're you're yeah. not even needed in that part yeah. of the galaxy or no, that galaxy. Yeah. No BCIs on Dagobah. <laughs> but you know, it kind of makes sense because whatever the force is, you're gonna have to. You're heading out in spherical radii here. Right? right. So if yeah. it's got to be really strong right next to you, maybe it emanates from your hands. They're always like force pushing things with their hands. <laughs> right. So if that's like the center of the force, your interaction with it, uh-huh. like your hand's good to go. Okay, but look, then those things get further away. Like that's, you know, R cubed. I know you're trying to do good for humanity, uh-huh. but uh, I just tried some uh, like Oculus Pro a little while ago. Yeah. And it's awesome. Have you yet put somebody in a like in a 3D VR thing? And then have the things read in their brain and then yeah. do like the force. Definitely. Is there like a force game? Yeah. 
There is? Yeah. In fact, oh even God. one of our demos, and I can't take credit for a lot of this, by the way. There's a lot it's of this okay. happened okay. I wasn't giving in the you lab the credit, before. So I, right. uh, yeah, no one does. It's fine. <laughs> Back when I was inventing VR, go, I was... Go check out all my second author publications. Oh, wait. <laughs> there are none. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I digress. Anyway, uh, a lot of the people in my lab before I got there at Caltech uh -huh. uh, had built several different demos and scientific experiments, and one of the... One do, of they, the do they give you, like... Like snide comments, like you're still using the force. <laughs> I don't know. They should though. I would. We've moved past decision making. We have some new people coming in the right. lab in the next few weeks. I think uh -huh. I'm gonna go ahead and put that into circulation if it's that's actually, okay with you. It's probably more like you, you think you're helping people. That's probably what. <laughs> it's all a conspiracy, oh, man. <laughs> the noob thinks that he's helping people. This isn't literally hijacking everyone's brain. <laughs> um. So yeah, they're, they're, anyway, one of these demos is is shooting uh, Star Wars characters, but only the bad ones, and that's that's the part of it that makes it hard. Is you have this cursor flying around. Can't if you imagine shoot. Imagine how you guys make the leap to <laughs> evil robot stuff. You're just like, yeah, we're helping, but we're also visualizing shooting lasers at people with their minds. Aliens, <laughs> aliens, not from Earth. Oh, okay. Tatooine, Dagobah, right. whatever. <laughs> I don't it's think just any of illegals. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. But it's a blaster, right? It's not okay. even the same thing. I don't thing. know. I don't know. How does that fall under? I just, I, you know, I, I get really good. I've gotten really good at taking any possible good in the world mm -hmm. and immediately thinking how it can be turned into a conspiracy to destroy everything. It, it, it's a curse. It's a great it hobby. Is, it's a nice hobby, but it's a curse. Um, I mean, it's important actually because somebody has to do it because that's the way. That's the way you you thwart actual threats is actually you, you have you, to you're right you have to in get fact, in the mind of somebody who's a little psycho and they're just like oh yeah man that could just literally happen you would do really <laughs> well in my field there's actually whole groups of people and panels forming and groups that are thinking about this because they're trying i might to... have to be in your field because let's i'm unemployed let's <laughs> do it. Else too. Yeah. that sounds great the cavalry neuroscience institute basically does this they are uh -huh. really interested in neuroethics it is a term neuroethics uh -huh. And they think very deeply and have lots of long conversations about the ethics of these types of, of BCIs and many other neurotechnologies. Yeah, well, it is so clear. Because like, what if we, we can make already... a superhuman? Yeah, for example. Let, yeah. Me, let me give you just a heads up, and I'm not saying anything here that it, I shouldn't, but <laughs> we are the bit rate of information that comes out of these BCIs mm -hmm. are not at all orders of magnitude away from what you and I can for example type which is sure. one of our interfaces right yeah sure. uh so it is and look at what that's done already. not beyond the realm of <laughs> possibilities and let me actually say that it is within it is imminent in the next very short period of time you will see people that are tetraplegics with implanted arrays like we have uh actually communicating faster than able-bodied humans right wow and they're and of so course they're gonna want to be in the world, the virtual world in some way, or yeah. in the real world. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, uh -huh. You know, one or the other. Yeah. I mean, yeah, people are going to interact yep. with through this. Maybe they'll meet up with other mm -hmm. um, uh, people in the same world. That's going to be... Okay, but there's always... Also, I can already tell you're thinking of the dark side, too. There's the, the dun, fact that dun, uh, there's, dun. like, there's going to be body hijacking. And yeah. there's going to be... I mean, like, we already have a problem with hacking where yeah. people are pretending to be real people mm -hmm. on the internet. Imagine when it's like you can hack someone who. This is happening on the internet? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Wow, you should, you should enter my field of comedy. <laughs> Just don't hold the pause that long afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I, I just was out of material. That's all I had. <laughs> <laughs> that, that wasn't a pause. That was a full that was, stop. That was it. That was the set. That was the one. <laughs> Thank you. Set. I'll be here. Well, actually, not all week. This is it. I'll be here about twenty minutes. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, but um, um, so imagine when we start getting like hackers. Like you said, the bit rate's not high, so there's going to be the possibility that people can hack other people's brains, either uh-huh. the input or the output. Right. Yeah. I mean, does that? You're not that worried about it? Uh, not yet. Well, but I'm not worried about it yet. hundred percent. Yeah. Looking down happens, the line, it's it's a problem, or it yeah. will be a problem. And uh, a problem that is well addressed in the movie Upgrade. And <laughs> you should perhaps check it out because it's awesome. I really should have done my homework before coming here. I should, and by homework, I mean watched it's Upgrade. It's so well filmed. The movie. I love the way they did the scenes. Mm-hmm. And they, part of what's great about it is they capture, I think, that feeling that you're talking about that people say. Where he's seeing it, you know, happen, and yeah. he's not—he's just like realizing it's happening more. And he, the actor is really good at it. I yeah. forget his name, but he just, he just does it beautifully. Where he's—they—they they had all these amazing choreographed things where he's just moving like absolutely perfectly, mm-hmm. and and the whole premise is that like, yeah, the computer can calculate way faster than yeah. than you know, it's almost nothing to get the body to actually do it. It just has to yeah. be done and we just aren't built that way. So yeah, there's there's a couple remaining problems to get to that kind of point of effortless, totally integrated BCI. And okay. the, one of the biggest ones is that they're all unidirectional right now. So we can read out of the brain pretty well. I was going to get to that because I wanted to, that's... Writing to the brain is a lot more, we're a lot more primitive in the way we do it right now. Okay, but the reason I want to bring it up is there are a lot of people... Uh-huh who think that this is a real thing. And I'm not saying I'm endorsing that. I'm just letting you be aware there are a lot of Americans who seriously believe in mind control because it makes yeah. them, it makes reality make more sense to them to believe in that. Yeah. Because, like, I guess believing in hacking is is harder to believe than, yeah. <laughs> than mind control. And uh, it only recently came up in this uh, this sonic wave attack that's very controversial. I have lots of uh, mm-hmm. doctors tell me, like, no, this is just mass hysteria. But the more I've looked at it, the more it actually... Do you know what I'm talking about? The, the no. sonic attacks? Well, they started but off But I work in ultrasound. Attack. My main research is right. in ultrasound. Well, it turns now, so out let's... it's not sound. So, oh. But well, that people thought it was, was sound a... because it caught, they heard sounds. I was excited for, like, yeah. half a second. <laughs> well, it might be sound. I don't know. Okay. It was originally re- reported as a sonic attack. Okay. And then, people, and then eventually people were like, okay, that doesn't really make sense. Um, and it's actually published in a real journal, so you can read really? the... Yeah, it's pretty cool reading, actually. It's like, uh, I think it's in... Um, um, I think the, I'm going to come the... here for my news <laughs> and movie recommendations. Awesome. Everybody should. That's yeah. what podcasts should do. We yeah. should just replace news yeah. and stuff. Yeah, anyway, so like... Um, like uh, I think you just don't you just don't use the internet. It sounds like <laughs> no, I, I use the internet pretty much constantly, just not in the way that normal okay. people use it. I'm just like, yes, FTP is moving ten percent faster today. Like <laughs> right. that's my internet world. As right. I just want to move things. Right, that makes sense. The yeah. the way it was intended. Yeah. yeah. So so there's this this attack in Cuba. This is why we pulled diplomats out of Cuba. Is like. It was in their hotel rooms, uh-huh. which is super weird. That's bizarre. And uh, it was just like loud sounds and mm-hmm. very disturbing. Uh, Let's just like put this. that to bed right now. We know what it is. <laughs> well, why would it? <laughs> I'm just, I'm, Does just, aliens I'm making just go things after... worse. I'm sorry. Keep <laughs> the going. aliens are like, hey, what if we only go after one suspicious group of diplomats just so the humans don't know it's us? Exactly. <laughs> See? You're, right. Are you just, an alien? Right. I mean, it that makes level sense. of thinking like, came so natural we... to you. <laughs> I know. Uh, just exactly the same way. It's like, okay, hear me out. What if we only land and abduct people exactly where the government's also testing advanced aircraft? 
Yeah. And then there's like, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. They'll, that's what an alien they'll would do. just think those people are all crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's all it's all conspiracy, <laughs> man. <laughs> well, so this is what's great about this story okay. is it's like okay. a real life conspiracy theory coming true. Okay. So and then on with... top of it, there's all these conspiracy theorists on the so, on the internet just like freaking out because this is like the most real evidence yeah. of like things they've been talking about yeah. for a long time. So, so they think it was a sonic attack, and then that was debunked. It sounds like now. Yeah. Now, what is the leading hypothesis? Well, I have a leading hypothesis, and it's so po- plausible to me that I don't even, I won't even tell the public what I think it is. Ooh, yeah. The microphones are going to be off for the next. I'm just <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. What, what's the leading public hypothesis? There, uh, some kind of uh, directed beam or something. Yeah. Um, some people think that uh, there. I guess there was a. Um, I don't forget the name of. It. There was an experiment where a guy. It's called the something effect, where a guy was able to use ultrasound to get people to hear voices, but then people had trouble repeating the results. So now I want to know. Yeah. If I, so what, what is you're, the state of the art? You're talking something That's called focused ultrasound. Yeah. Um, so that is actually ultrasonic stimulation. You can take beams of ultrasound and focus them down to a single point. Uh-huh. And the mechanism behind how that actually affects the brain is under heavy dispute at the okay. moment. Um, That's what it seemed like when I was reading yeah, about this. Yeah. Some people say that it's actually... <laughs> and there's nothing better than a scientific debate in the middle yeah. of a conspiracy yeah, theory that's... fueled by political intrigue. <laughs> that's just... That's always the best time to have... All nice, the ingredients legit, are there. Right. <laughs> Let's have a nice, calm yeah. discussion. Flat Earth! Yo, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, I have a new conspiracy theory that I want to launch. Yeah. I'm just going to throw this in. Uh, I want to launch the Super Earths. The super earthers. Uh-huh. So this is what it is. It's like the flat earthers uh-huh. aren't wrong. The earth is much flatter than we think. Yeah. It, but it, it, but it's still round. It's, it's just, just really very, big. very big. Yeah. <laughs> the idea of an earth being really big, I, I really hate to break this to you. That's I think tingling? people have thought of that. Yeah. What? Really? Yeah. That it's flat but round? Yeah. Just big. I, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Damn it. Well. Yeah. All but right. you know, at least That's you have like what I don't research. You have like right. friends, <laughs> just right out the bat. See, this is why it makes more sense. Now I'm probably going to be told by everybody on the internet that this has already been reasoned out. I thought it made more sense because it's like, why would anyone want you to think the Earth is flat? I mean, think the Earth is round if if it's not. But a big Earth makes sense. It's like, yeah, all the people who live on other continents don't want you to leave. Yeah, right. They're just like like it's imagine just, all it's the just continents. like super crowd control, or <laughs> right? Yeah, and it makes a little bit more sense because it's like, oh, we blow the fans back. Yeah, yeah. planes. Sorry, we blow the planes back. <laughs> you know, they, they think they're flying on the North Pole, but it's really, actually a very a carefully stream. orchestrated jet stream <laughs> right. that just happens to mimic spherical coordinates. Right. <laughs> exactly. What did you call them satellites and they weren't what? just spherical coordinates, what were they? Uh, they were um, Cornelius spherical. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Cornelius. originally going to be called Cornelius. Do you think they're they're like, man, we're going to corn this guy right back to his <laughs> his home country? I'm sorry, that was a, that was dumb. terrible. Yeah. yeah. All was, right, we're not going to trade careers. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but I I will still come and work with you. Okay, pause, pause. Mm-hmm. So let me finish. All right. Focus ultrasound. Yeah. 
hits the brain and it people some people are saying that it can actually stretch and bend the cell bodies of the neurons and actually cause these little channels to start sending out chemicals and the synapse boom there you go wow that's uh, um, uh then there's another just get it hot yeah or... what well, yeah so then there's the thermal people the the actual leading thing now and this is why i'm going to bring this up is kind of important and relevant to your story here nice. is that the ultrasound if we remember is sound and it will bounce around in the brain and they actually found that you even if you're not aiming at auditory pathways in the brain mm -hmm. that if you actually dissect the auditory pathways from a, like a living mouse for example and then you send those same ultrasonic beams those focus ultrasound beams uh you do not elicit the sounds that are you do not elicit the same uh brain patterns in other words you're kind of inadvertently always stimulating the auditory pathways even mm -hmm. if it's above the frequency that you can hear it oh weird so yeah, it's there's artifact. There's huge like artifact in your in the auditory parts of your brain. Right. So this so this is just part of the mystery is these these guys most of them are sleeping. Mhm. Mm and uh yeah, just blasted with weird noises. Um uh caused headaches, caused all kinds of stuff and it started to be taken more seriously once uh um like doctors were I think seeing actual physical damage hmm. and stuff and they're like okay this is whatever yeah, this happen. is this is serious. as a weapon it could it, it could work mm. um but as like a form of mind control no uh because you're talking about taking some really broad big powerful waves and smashing it so that's like saying okay, I'm gonna smack if... the side of my tv and suddenly it's gonna turn into a time machine yeah but what if you, all you needed to do was put in a voice a voice yeah I mean what is a better kind of mind control than you know, simulating somebody? i mean you see what it happens like if somebody's schizophrenic like, yeah they hear voices telling them to do things and it makes them you know do strange things oh so you, so i mean you can certainly make somebody go and crazy i would think by like imagine that you just every time you went to sleep mm -hmm. someone was playing like somebody was telling you something or arguing this is an episode or, of friends <laughs> No, really. Yes, really. Yeah. There's an episode where Chandler listens <laughs> right. to like these books on tape and I forget exactly what they're supposed to do, but they're, they were intended for women. Uh -huh. And so the next day he starts, he, he sees one of the other friends and it's like, Oh my God, that is such a beautiful blouse. And Nobody he's just... doing very like feminine things and they start to catch on like something's really not right here. <laughs> so maybe conspiracy theorists watch less friends. Or maybe the, the, my guess is that I know a lot of conspiracy theorists, so I, I know how they think. I think they'd be like, yeah, um, Rachel was trying to warn us. <laughs> Not even. Sorry, Jennifer on. Aniston was trying to warn us. I'm. <laughs> like, I'm trying to make the logical jump. You're gonna have to give me a. <laughs> I'm, like I'm serious. Okay. That's how it'd be. It's like uh -huh. because people are like, hey, they'd point that out. Like you realize you guys are just reciting an episode of Friends. Like no, that's because they, they just suddenly there'll be like eight just articles with like yeah. circles over. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Have you seen this red circle and then, like, trend? And like they're connecting the dots. Yeah. There'll be whole YouTube videos of going like this Pepe is Sylvia. What, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, another TV reference. Do you watch It's Always Sunny no. in Philadelphia? No. Oh, they, he. Okay, so Charlie Day. But who I actually Jimmy saw the restaurant. Was Jimmy O Yang, who I did yeah. the, started the podcast with, yeah. was in, on that yeah. for a little bit. Oh yeah, it's a great show. Uh, but there's an episode where Charlie starts like it's the same thing, like you know, dots and pins with string all attached, <laughs> and it's, it's Pepe Sylvia. It's Pepe Sylvia. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, oh my God, I got to show you this because this is you helped me get this gig, and 
I, d- I don't want people keep asking me how I get my Hollywood gigs. It's like I'm in unemployed. Stop asking where do I get my work. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's, like, it's like it's like dogs being fed meat. Everyone's like I'm also out of work. Yeah. <laughs> it's like no, I. W-. <laughs> but you were nice enough yeah. to to do what I just complained about. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I did what I just complained about to you. I mean, I was like, hey, can I yeah. have some gigs? And you got me some. And I did a really great one. I don't know if you saw the ad yet. No, uh, I haven't seen it yet. So Brian Cranston does this ad. It's so it's awesome. It's a Ford I think ad, right? it's, Yeah, it's a Ford ad. I really like it. It's, uh, it's kind of uh, making fun of Elon Musk and Silicon Valley. So oh. uh, some people are kind of mad at that. But it's also selling Ford trucks. And let's face it, they're all buying Teslas. That's like kind of yeah. they're directly competing. And so it's very like gritty America pride thing. And um, anyway, so I worked on this. Uh, one of the things I did was I did all these like rocket equation stuff. and lunar. That's why I sent you because I don't know them. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. I mean, yeah. I could look them up in a textbook and act like I know them, but... Uh, well, that's kind of mostly... That's not... <laughs> I mean, I looked at, like, I felt historical... disingenuous. They were like, do you yeah. know someone that actually knows these by heart? And I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> okay, good. So well, I'm going to send them. Uh, it was a great job. It was really fun. They And I got to help them set up this, this amazing, like, uh, like uh, Apollo, la- like, lunar lander full size yeah they um, told me they were gonna do mind that. blowing i was like i i've they never seen how for big this thing was and they and i was and like well uh, what robots and they're like we want something that's roughly the size of an apollo lander and i said uh, i see i no. i think it's great that they built one but yeah. i cannot believe like this is so hollywood it's like this set is blowing my mind it is so well thought out like yeah. it's all this it's like a reconstruction of of actual training pictures shots a second and then and, a half. and then like it's there for three seconds yeah, and, tops. and everything yeah. I worked on is blurry in the background. So I really hope. Oh, really? Yeah. You, don't, you can't see <laughs> the equations? Happens. That always happens. Ah. No. Uh, yeah. It's really frustrating. So I, I was, a, the, the reason this all came about is because I got put in touch with an art production company for a previous commercial when I was doing, doing my PhD uh-huh. and I was in a commercial um, with you and McGregor. Yeah, and I was in one of my robots. That's awesome. So if you're if you're curious, it's this it's a Cisco commercial, um, and that okay, was a but really no, cool. None experience. of you can contact us about gig opportunities. Oh, I have yeah. zero gig opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> These are like I will randomly get a phone call once every three to four years that someone's like, "Hey, we need this robot, and it came from your lab." <laughs> so it's they're crazy specific, and I wish they would call me more, but they don't. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean they're. And it was Hollywood actually people it was are rough. always like on a on a, there are, that's a yeah schedule. It's not even like it's like they're usually overwhelmed. I yeah, mean, when you worked with these guys, it's probably the same thing. They're just sort of like they got this weird. It's crazy, ca- like me. Southern California. Just like they've been. They literally said, headlights. "We want the biggest robot you have," and we said that robot hasn't moved in five years. It's actually <laughs> th- there doesn't even exist that's a door perfect. big enough to get it out of the building it was built in. <laughs> And they said, that's great. We're going to send people down. I said, what do you mean? What? I said, it doesn't come out of the building. They said, yeah, you're going to disassemble it and put it back together. We're going to pay you X amount of dollars and it has to be there in three days. Uh-huh. So I had to disassemble a, <laughs> 600, a 600 pound robot. No, this was the, for the previous commercial. Oh, it was wow. an exoskeleton. Yeah. But this is like a real research exoskeleton, like with delicate hardware. It that's was a, awesome. <laughs> and then we had to move it to Hollywood and and build it back up with just two of us. That's it was so cool. really quite the. And, and then Hugh and McGregor goes by. And, and then Hugh and McGregor walks by, and you see my arm moving very fluidly. 
Oh, you're, yeah, that's right. You're in it, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Well, we I told them I'd... we didn't want to put in, like, extras in case we hurt them, but they didn't know that the robot wasn't actually powered on. Oh, okay. It, I just wanted, I wanted to be wanted in the commercial. The, I wish I had been in there. I could have played a scientist in the background. You can't even see them, either. Yeah. They should have cast me. All right, wait. Is it ready? All right. Yeah. I want to so, see the... So, here's the lander. Um, I'll, I post these out on... Um, that's an actual Gemini replica right there. That's pretty Ooh. impressive. Um, wait, pause. Is it yeah. Gemini or Gemini? You know, I don't know. Because every time that I see like these, uh, did you see First Man yet? The movie? Yeah, it's great. Fantastic. Yeah, uh, that, that, and that they, was part they, of what I loved doing this is like, I saw First Man like the day before or the day oh, after perfect. I did this. Yeah. And I was just like, it's like I get to be in the real thing. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they always say Gemini. I've noticed in like all the historical stuff I've seen on uh. when History Channel used to be history. It was, they say Gemini. Oh, okay. and it, but it sounds wrong to me, like it's Gemini. But they also talked weird. They're like, T-minus five seconds. You yeah, know, they it all was got like kind of mix... like old timey Texan American accent. Yeah, that but mixed really with like that anymore. transatlantic radio voice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah how exactly. did that make it to NASA? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think they'd fe- probably feel weirder about the way it sounds now because everyone's all upbeat because that's just yeah. how people do TV now. Yeah. And I, I think like it's MTV's fault because kids started doing re- like reality TV. Yeah. So everyone's like super happy and then. It was like, we're here at SpaceX and Hawthorne and oh my God, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, whereas back then it was all, this is like a military run thing. Where I miss like people that transatlantic voice. Yeah. If I could do one, if I could do one voice, it would be yeah. that, like a 20s radio announcer. Uh, you, you like my anecdotes. I have another one. I learned why music sounds fast. Okay, I learned this recently. So you, when you hear old timey music, 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 oh, old timey music, old timey okay. music, you know, it always sounds like you hear the band playing faster than they possibly could have. It's yep. like, why did they record it wrong? Yeah, the reason is because phonographs used to be uh, unamplified, and the, yeah. the the actual power to generate the sound comes from the spinning of the motor. So the the volume of the the phonograph and the speed are coupled. So the whole trend huh. comes from the fact that people are like turn up the music and make it go fast. Like they were just always go together. So if you want people to dance, you take slower music and then you turn it up and then it's like you have a party. And now we're just in this. Let's bring it back. Now we're in a Cartesian paradise where we can do volume and. (laughs) Yeah. Add all the dimensions. Right. And and I think that led to people fast talking on the radio. Like, what are you doing here? I know who you work for. You tell me right now. Yeah. And then just suddenly, uh, I don't know, we hit the, the 90s and. People talk slow again, I guess. I yeah, know. well, I mean, the 80s were, like, was rough. Everyone was doing cocaine and oh, everything, and everything was, was naturally fast. Right. And then the 90s, people were like, that <laughs> like, was crazy. Over. We got to slow down. Right, right. And then and some then people took Nirvana. it too far and did, like, heroin. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you have, have you heard this idea that, like, every decade has its drug? I Certainly. Yeah. yeah people yeah. on drugs say that all the time. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. I'm not on drugs, okay. but I said That's... it anyway. <laughs> That's a caffeine. I, I have I'm copious amounts of who, caffeine. I don't mean everyone who's alleged that. Okay, yeah. It's a one-way no, logic I'm, thing. I'm a millennial, okay. so I learned, like, we grew up listening to that. Yeah. It was just like, the, not, the I was 60s, depressed for man, 10 years. they were crazy. Yeah. They never told us what it was so crazy. I mean, I guess, like, uh, LSD and marijuana, but, like, they came out a little bit crazier than just that. Yeah. The but, 70s is a bit of a, I don't know what happened in the 70s, but then the 80s was like, you know. I think that the drug of the 70s was the fashion and colors, like bell bottoms. Yeah. Were, what, that was the drug of the... 
yeah. the seventies. Just look up a Mick Jagger music video from the seventies. Mm-hmm. Thank me later. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's one with Mick Jagger and David Bowie. That's Fantastic. exact what I'm thinking yeah. of. I oh, can't I remember the name of the one. song, but it's I know epic. That yeah. Uh, they actually look the like par- there it is. There's dancing in the streets. In the streets. <laughs> they look like dancing parachutes. There's also a great one. I don't know if you've seen the edited uh, silent dancing in the streets. No version. It's pretty good. You, I'm sure you've seen it is. this class of video, right? Where they they just make the the like the folly sounds, you know? Like, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like the grunting and stuff. Yeah. There's a really good one. It is so uncomfortable. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing. Yeah, yeah. If you take uh, what I you, there's also Bing Cros- Big Crosby and David Bowie, which is also hmm. pretty good. Interesting. Yeah. So the reason I said there was a connection between the news. So the news I was going to tell you, Rogers. Yeah. This is going to air way after this, but the government's back up. I guess that's good for NASA. Um, I'm excited about that. I did um, hear that. Uh, but the other news is that Roger Stone got arrested. Mm-hmm. And the reason that relates to this podcast is through a very intricate thing, which is Roger Stone is friends with Alex Jones. Okay. And Alex Jones co-hosts, uh, now co-hosts with the ex-host, co-host of this podcast. <laughs> and so it's like, whoa, it's so we- it's like mind-blowing. Uh, it's cause small it's, Yeah, because Owen Benjamin has just gone like way into the, into the, uh, the, this is remember i said i know a lot of conspiracy theorists there's yeah. no greater like alex jones is the king, king. Yeah. yeah so if you really want to <laughs> speak to rabbit holes you want to yeah. dive in that just listen to that guy um <laughs> i don't know and, if i have yeah. the mental fortitude anyway, so yeah it's like it's like a black hole i mean it just it, conspiracy theories can suck you in because yeah. just like a black hole there's no there's no way to repel the force because yeah. everything can be negated i can't talk about everyone. my work at family christmas parties you really? know that right? the yeah, yeah. Uh, well not my family is crazy for their own reasons but my wife's family there's a couple conspiracy theorists uh-huh. and so most of them 99 all fine i can tell them but like someone will hear it from across the room like something just you know a hint of brain this brain that and all of a sudden <laughs> boom they're they're six inches away from, from my face asking me questions well, about dude, the government you literally are training uh people <laughs> paralyzed people to shoot aliens with mind control I mean, that's come not on. the only thing <laughs> like, they that's, do that's not a conspiracy theory that's just your day <laughs> that's <laughs> true this is fact it's not a theory <laughs> i have the same problem i mean There's i worked, I worked at this. los alamos like yeah. that's part of the reason why i know about this is like i keep telling people like you know some conspiracies are real so just keep yeah. that in mind well i remember the nsa <laughs> they're real for a reason the nsa spying <laughs> thing was totally a conspiracy before it was just news right absolutely so yeah, yeah. once in a while yeah, Once in a while, imagine. but there are others. I mean, it's it's a lot like the where the why are the aliens landing in the aircraft testing zone? You know, sometimes it's like you got to put two yeah. and two together there. <laughs> right. Sometimes there's a conspiracy, just not the one you they, think they it is. They put two and two together. They're like two and two is purple. Right. <laughs> but that's kind of that's true of yours too. Like if somebody yeah. was like, "Oh my god, they're working on mind control and mind yeah. reading," and you'd be like. Yeah, but to help people, yeah. and that sometimes that's the a lot of times that's yeah. the conspiracy thing, right? Yeah, we're fitting I a mean, conspiracy. This, this happens well, a lot. With, yeah, uh, you know, I I think the best thing that we can do is be better communicators as scientists, uh-huh. uh, because we should really be sharing what yeah. we do. And if you could see a video of just how primitive the control is, you would realize that oh wow! And you know, this is tens <laughs> is, or hundreds of people that are working smart, smart people, people that are way smarter than me work on this problem. That's, uh, that's literally that's part of what's and fun about talking about conspiracy theories. Is a lot of times the scientists know not because they're so smart they know that it like isn't. Like that they're making fun of people who believe it. It's just like 
if you if you know everyone in the world who knows how to do it and yeah. you see all their best effort and you're yeah. just like you have no idea how hard it is like maybe yeah. it could be true in the future it's yeah. not true now and the same with uh i mean this is also true with uh los alamos like it's really easy to see how hard it is for people to keep secrets yeah. when you actually see a bunch of people trying to keep yeah, secrets right yeah i mean like uh you know stalin had the the atom bomb before we told him about it mm-hmm. because they he already had people working at los alvos so <laughs> you know it's really hard to keep secrets yeah right yeah and then usually the things you want to keep secret are boring yeah, you know, that's the worst thing I've realized in the like few brushes I've had with industry as an academic. I'm always immediately, oh, you've got to sign this non-disclosure agreement. Mm-hmm. It, we're going to tell you I these really those. deep down secrets of our business. Yeah. And then you, you sign the NDA <laughs> and you expect to get this like great truth unveiled to you. And yeah. they're like, yeah, we wrote some programs and it, <laughs> they look, you know, approximately worse than everything right. that you've seen before. I think there's going to be like a master non-disclosure agreement, which is another TLA, by the way. Okay. Uh, NDA uh, for people in the in the know, not in the know. Yeah, I hate when I use. Yeah, no, don't hate it. Yeah, no, no use I mean, it. I, I'm, what are my no, goals I, in life? I just want to define wanna, it first. I want to get to the point where I can have an entire conversation in, letters. in TLAs. Yeah. yeah, and I think it would just be so. It would make such a great uh, like comedy. This, I just learned this used to be a fad. There was a Vox, a Vox video that back in the 1800s. These kind of um, or is it Vo? Uh, maybe yeah <laughs> like Gemini right? or maybe Vox stands for something V-O-X. Ah, it's a TLA, uh, TLA very original yeah extreme content yeah uh, this, I, don't know. <laughs> um, I put my hand in an X mark that's how you make extreme start with the letter X high society in Boston in the 1800s apparently they were really into acronyms for uh-huh. things that were really kind of commonplace and they would purposely misspell the words just so the acronyms were less transparent or more opaque to the lower classes so they could kind of have an inside <laughs> joke among oh. the, <laughs> the high class. <laughs> and, and actually, that's where the term okay comes from. Like when you, ah. af- the affirmative, just like, okay, it came from uh, all correct, which they spelled O-L-L and then K-O-R-R. Oh, okay. E-C-T. Yeah. Oh, there, I just did it. All correct. Actually, you know, I okay. think my grandfather came from, uh, I think, like, Snobby. He has a high society. Yeah, dude. It's like Boston high society. I can see his pinky now. And fantastic. I was told that the where OK really got popular, not where it came from, yeah. was from the Apollo program, oh. which ties into what we're looking at here. Yeah, and uh, he worked on the Apollo program, mm-hmm. so I'm wondering if like that was the link between Boston high society and then suddenly guys on. Uh, saying TLAs over the Houston radio, like, are you okay to launch? And yeah, you're... I, I think the and, Vox... And, and if you've ever listened to those videos yeah. of them doing... I'm sure you've seen them. Like, yeah. they're like, check your ERT. Is the ELHT... You know, they yeah. just have a name for every... In fact, yeah. there's this famous case of Apollo 11 almost... Sorry, Apollo 12 almost blew up. I don't know yeah. if you... Are you familiar with this? It well, got hit by know, lightning. Yeah, right. And it totally was saved by a, by a TLA. Like, somebody, uh, like, just read it out. And then they're like both them and the controllers didn't know what it was and he had just remembered this TLA and that's all it is on the screen is like yeah. a little switch yeah. with like one TLA and another TLA and then he just switches between them. Wow. <laughs> and yeah. that saved the mission because it was, yeah. it stood for like uh, like augmented computer or something. It was like yeah. the backup computer. Yeah. <laughs> that's really cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think actually the story on the Vox video was that the TLA, or no, well, I guess it's not, it's a two. Well, that still works. Two letter acronym. <laughs> TLA. <laughs> Which is so perfectly awful. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah, TLA. Like, 
Which uh, one? <laughs> <laughs> the ambiguous TLA. Right. Okay. You need like another TLA to distinguish when you're <laughs> yeah. say like the truncated TLA yeah. acronym. Yeah. Which uh, is uh, so yeah, but apparently it was from Morse code because it was just inefficient to be always saying like affirmative or positive or you know Roger or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. Which so is they would lingual just type, They just put yeah. the yeah. Okay, it was just yeah. This is how uh, like zips work. Yeah, zip files, no different. Well, when you zip up a file, it's like a little Morse code thing. It compresses it. No. Yeah, you're like I literally wrote a zip compiler this <laughs> no, afternoon. So your but yeah, it's, your it's, puny description of a no, zip compressor no, no, no. is <laughs> that's the look you're giving me. Was, with. That I was a podcast. That luckily, we we're filming this one, so I could have that look on there. It's just like, uh, kind of. It's the glasses, man. <laughs> you're literally the first person to see me wear glasses. Right. I found Suddenly, out. No, yeah, I, I, you I just, found out today. You just that... look like you're. You think you're better than me now. That's, <laughs> that's what glasses do. <laughs> no, I found out last week that. I've been farsighted my whole life. Oh, that's awesome. So I, I literally picked these up on the way here. I, I can had, see now. I had it's an good opposite. To see you. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm yeah. really glad. Uh, I have the opposite thing. I went to go get uh, my eyes checked, and they told me uh, my eyes were fine. It was my retina. So. Oh. Yeah. Well, retina's part of the eye. Well, I mean, I mean, it's, they couldn't do it with the. They couldn't use a laser to fix anything because yeah. they were like, it's not actually wrong. Oh, and I see. We, yeah. And I'm like, what? And then they showed me, and it was it was pretty neat. Yeah. But I mean, it's bad because now I still have trouble seeing. Yeah. But I, I'm thinking I can get that fixed. Anyway, enough about me. Um, I wanted to show you this other thing. Okay, so this is so cool, and it's also so. This is the thing I worked on. There's the yeah, equations that's, that's, and stuff. That's the picture you sent me that day, oh, think, which okay, is really cool. cool to see the yeah. boards. Um. <laughs> okay. Well, where's the other one? Oh no. Okay. There. Okay. So there's on the other side of this board <laughs> was this like speaking of conspiracy theories was this somebody drawing this like Kardashian Jenner family tree on the board and I couldn't erase it because I was like this is awesome and every all the crew kept coming up to me because they just had tons of crew moving stuff right like all yeah. these heavy lifters and they're all just like like what the hell does this have to, like they they were posing for photos with like what does this have to do with nasa i don't understand <laughs> like, they were so they thought this is gonna be like part of the the set they're just yeah. like this is weird anyway uh, well, i mean we sent uh, this is gonna just be offensive but uh, we sent animals to space oh okay you know dogs mm -hmm. cats monkeys so, so so why not the entire kardashian, uh, kardashian family jenner <laughs> maybe family. maybe the conspiracy gonna gonna... i mean i thought like all great conspiracy theories that the moon landing was they were part of faking the moon landing. Oh, man no see i'm <laughs> not retroactive i'm not like a, i don't look into the past for my conspiracies i'm looking forward i'm thinking we're launching the kardashian jenner family tree off of the earth uh -huh. and, and that's i'm pretty it. sure he has program. actually claimed that's what it's for i'm pretty sure he's claimed that the both the earth is flat and that the moon landing was fake. He, he must have. Wait, she, right? What? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, um, um, uh, Kanye West. Oh. He's, because he's on here. He's, there's Kim, there's Kanye. Oh, so he's going in the rocket too? N no, I think he knows it was <laughs> fake or he, yeah. you know, what I love about Kanye is I think he believes his own conspiracy. I think he can actually create a conspiracy theory about himself. Just on the fly. Yeah. No, I think he can be, yeah. I think he literally go like, I faked the moon landing, you know, he's and, he just like, it. and he will believe it. He has that raw confidence. It's just yeah. like, he will describe it to you. He Do you will think he's just the it. edge case of where like, you know, these crazy people you see on the streets that say stuff? like that Dude, and like he's, he's not the actually, edge case uh, no i'm he, saying he's the edge case in the sense that like he's one of the he's just a normal like guy that is crazy and, and, and he just popular. got famous yeah well he there's, he, like, a, there's a whole style. group of people who are really good at 
yeah having style and drawing attention to themselves so it's yeah. not at all weird that like him and trump are friends for yeah sure because yeah. they are very similar well i thought they were friends and now they're not I, I can't tell. I don't, it, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, like it, any good conspiracy can I, change on a dime. They, yeah, they yeah. both have this amazing ability to just say something like it's absolute truth. So Did you know the say, term con man? It was, it was just short for confidence man? Yeah, right. Yeah, right? Because that yeah. is what it is. That is what it's it is. Con- and the best confidence is when you believe it. Yep. Absolutely. I was talking to somebody about that just yeah. yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Um, absolutely. You got to believe it. Yeah. Rod, that's also relevant to Roger Stone. He yeah. is absolutely, there's a movie about, he did a movie, this is how confident Roger Stone is. Yeah. He presumably committed a crime, obviously, like yeah. half the country doesn't believe that, but uh, but he went out and was like, I'm going to make a movie where I brag about it. And then he did that. And then he just dared people. I mean, like, and that's pretty much what he says in the movie. It's yeah. like, his movie was like, I'm going to make this so that I get in trouble so that i'm famous for getting in trouble like that is his, that yeah. was his goal just made it so yeah he is a he is a tattoo of nixon on the back of him because uh, that was his idol he was like that guy knew how to run a country <laughs> and i'm i think i'm gonna announce i think i might get a roger stone tattoo oh, i thought you were gonna run back. for president no i've already announced that oh, okay sorry um, i'm gonna run it. for president of california oh um, and that's Cal-Exit? sort of on the on the table at yeah. the moment. Nice. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, but you um, know, this whole like confidence thing and like, so to be a great salesman, you almost have to be a con man. And whether or not the yeah, confidence right. is built in a good product that's right. true like, or let's bad. Let's say you want to sell building a, a building and then yeah. you want the workers to work on it. Yeah. And then not, you want to come off confidence saying, yeah. like, hey, I'm going to pay it's, you. It's a great <laughs> thing. Yeah, this building's great. The pay you're going to get is great. The world is great. This, this is, is going to be awesome. You want to you want to rally people up. But yeah, Trump yesterday said he was trying to do because this all great con schemes or Ponzi schemes. So he was like telling the federal workers, he said, he said just go to the grocery store and uh, and tell them you'll pay them later. And I just love that he did that. It's just like we're literally seeing in real time how yeah. he has accomplished everything in his oh life. He just tell the per- that is like every great con scheme. Yeah. You tell the person below them. Like, no, just go con someone else. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's great. It's, it never ends. <laughs> but for better or worse, I actually think this is why, like, so I have this huge, like, science communication passion streak that you'll see. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 see I wrote that. for, Which like, an the... NPR podcast before that oh, I, I really that. enjoyed. Um, and it was a cool opportunity. I saw but... in the, the vast tapestry of, yeah. of your webpage. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, and the glasses are, are only helping. So there you go. Yeah. So thanks. You're ready. Uh, so yeah, the uh, the thing that I really kind of came to understand is uh, scientists are typically poor communicators, and I think this is why. And uh, there's obviously because we're trained not to be confident. Exactly. Yes, you are I trained know. from day one to doubt every single thing. And so I love as it. you I love speak, it. oh my god. Yes, as you You're speak my new to best someone. Friend. As you speak to someone, I could uh, tell you, hey, that mug is white. And then I have 17 different things in my head going, yeah, but, you know, if I actually were to get, like, you know, some spectroscopy uh, spectroscopy going here and, like, or maybe even just a normal camera and measuring RGB values, it's not actually white. It's right. probably some crazy form of off-white. And you've moved on. The conversation's yeah. gone. Yeah, yeah, I've missed yeah, yeah. it. Exactly. I couldn't even say a basic fact without doubting myself. Right, right. Um, and, and it's like, is you know, is this warm? You know, yeah. Is the planet warm? Well, well it's yeah. nuanced. Yeah. <laughs> Everything. And then, and then people are like, yeah, I guess. And then everyone wants the comp, and then you know we get this thing where people run off with whatever they interpreted as yeah, their confidence exactly. little line to it. Yeah, no, I have this style of I'm totally with communicating on the internet, and uh, definitely some people hate it, but a lot of people like it also. And part of it is like uh, I really have this strong 
uh, belief that we also focus too much on proving things to people. Yeah. And that a scientist cannot actually always be in charge of proving it. And that's not like a good way to teach. Because yeah. you don't... I, I, don't you, I don't know about your school, but at, uh, I went as an undergrad at Caltech. And one of the greatest things there is just everyone there comes there like this total overconfident asshole i mean it's, it's some people get mad that it's that's even an age thing too like some yeah, well, people are like 18 and they're like school in particular yeah well they yeah. got it really yeah because they all think they're the best yeah. shit where they came from and yeah. then and then they get there and all of a sudden it's like you get hit with a like a hammer mm -hmm. in the face like immediately not a literal yeah. hammer a metaphorical that's that's uh, good metaphorical hammer yeah. i was like you man caltech hazing is a lot more intense right, than i right, right. <laughs> i haven't got hit by my hammer yet am i actually accepted <laughs> But um, anyway, the the whole it comes down to like I I taught a, I don't know if you've taught a couple of classes, but I mean, man, those kids do not uh, do not want to take your word for anything. Yeah, and they are sitting there like like which uh, is a double edged demanding. sword, right? Yeah, but I but I like it though because they're proving it to themselves. They're right. not they're not like trying. Yeah. So I love that technique. It's just yeah. like my job is to say something, not in class, but yeah. for science communications. Like I'm gonna say what I believe. I'm not going to necessarily tell you all the reasons why I can, which sometimes I can't even, yeah. by the way. Um, well, it doesn't fit in a tweet either. And if it doesn't fit <laughs> exactly. in a tweet, people don't care. Right. And there's something great. This I, Part of the reason I love this is uh, uh, like um, conspiracy theorists, it's been shown scientifically, the more you argue with them, the more it validates the yeah, conspiracy. Yeah, they just, they just Because intend. that's usually a critical yeah. component yeah. of any good conspiracy is why are people yeah. angry at people who believe this conspiracy? That's yeah. the reinforcing thing yeah. of everything. You're just you feeding know, it's it. Just like, yeah, you're just feeding it. So um, so if you just, it's a way better technique, just like, just state it. And Let then people will come at you like, prove it, or you're an asshole. How dare you say that or whatever. Yeah. And you just, you're just like, look, I'm just going to say this. I don't have to be convincing. I just have to be right. Yeah. If you want to go ahead and argue with me, that's fine too. Yeah. But you know what? What's much more fun is argue with yourself. Surely You're Joking is a listener-supported show. That means you need to go to a computer right now. Go to patreon.com slash syj and help support the show. You can get free stuff like stickers and sometimes even books or something signed by the guests. Yeah. So when are you going to... Plug in your uh, your your robot brain reader uh, and start like studying confidence and stuff like that. Are you guys doing that? Are you uh, psychologists so doing that stuff? There there are kind of some groups doing that. It's a little bit outside of my area of study at the moment, but, but it, it, must, it does exist. Yeah, but it must kind of relate to the hand, right? Like how I just I'd love to see how like uh, you know because you said like the robot makes reads their mind faster than they can read their own mind, and so it sort of feels like they're agreeing or or it's convincing them or something yeah in some cases uh, okay so it'd be so cool to know like how the the confidence plays into that you know like yeah so okay there there is this kind of hypothesis of um a neural code between different parts of the brain that's it's called common currency essentially that they all share it's a common the currency of brains. yeah, yeah bitcoin of okay. brains yeah, yeah. that basically hopefully to, a little more stable to oh, do... oh that explains like seizures and stuff <laughs> yeah yeah you gotta be careful that's the that's the bubble um but yeah as you um like it, go to pick something up if that item is very heavy mm -hmm. then it has a cost associated with that your brain it wants to minimize how much physical effort it puts out oh to get boy something does done, it yeah right um <laughs> Mine so does. so that costs something and yeah. that's going to factor into your decision making and so 
and that goes along with a whole host of other environmental variables. How far away is the cup? How many, how thirsty are you? Mm-hmm. Um, and so motivation factors in your previous experience. Is there actually water in the cup? Well, did I, you know, there's, there's so many variables and, and all of those come together in this, the hypothesis of common currency. And then and from that's that, super you make a important decision. When yeah. you're, when you're already injured, yeah, it's all multiplied. It's like, yeah, a thing like picking up a cup is actually a huge yeah, deal it, because it can ruin an entire yeah. ecosystem in the brain in terms of that currency. Right. It'd be like if all of a sudden overnight, all of the bread in the world cost, you know, a thousand dollars a gram. Well, mm-hmm you're not going to eat bread anymore. Right. You're going to find another way. And that's exactly what the brain does. If you have right. an injury, you typically, rather than trying to rehab the impaired limb, if you, for example, in a stroke, you tend to just use the other limb. Right. Because it saves you time. It's easier. Yeah. But the problem is that doesn't actually make you better. Right? Mm-hmm. That's, um, eventually, it's just, it's like a learned helplessness. You, you, it's learned you do, non-use is what it's called. Yeah, you oh, just okay. adapt instead of rehabilitate. You just learn better. not to pick things up as much. Right. Yeah. So we used BCIs to try to guide people with stroke to actually use the parts of their brain that could, we kind of try to spark and jumpstart them into using the parts of their brain around the lesions. That's awesome. Yeah. To try to get some function back. Yeah. It kind of works. I feel like, uh, like, I feel like this confidence thing is sometimes people just sort of, I think some people just react to their own behavior, you know, Mm -hmm. and then their confidence is like, whatever. You know, like whatever, whatever I just did was the right thing to do. Yeah. And like, I feel like that's, that's kind of part of how. Yeah. That, know, that's a, that's a screw part- up in like, so everyone has, uh, we all learn through reinforcement learning, right? If we do mm-hmm. something right, we're like, Ooh, yeah, that's great. A little dopamine rush. You feel good about yourself right. and you reinforce that behavior. Uh, if your reward signal, the thing that, you know, gives you, uh, an idea of whether or not you did well at whatever you're trying to do mm-hmm. is screwed up, uh, that can affect your rehabilitation. So if you can't, for example, feel your hand moving, we have to move it with a robot and then that's your new reward signal. And that can boost the part that was injured. Oh, now awesome. in some people like Kanye West, they're just built in with a reward signal hundred percent right. all the time. It's like, he just gets more <laughs> followers. Yeah. You know, it's just like, it doesn't, people just throw money at him. Yeah. yeah Trump the same way a lot of people yeah so there's a lot of generalizable principles he's not even trying to make rope uh rockets anymore have you seen his last rocket it fell over well there's some wind yeah well he should have put four legs on it but i'll save that for another uh save that for another uh, three points to make a plane no it's true he's a minimalist i know i discussed this with danny weir before you get before you get i don't disagree with you i I do i do agree four legs would have been good and you look at every nasa lander Uh uh-huh they have four legs, and there is a really good reason why everything has four legs. They don't fall over. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean... <laughs> it was the plot of the Martian, people. <laughs> like, literally. Oh Here's God, a fun fact. Right, Here's yeah. a fun fact. How many legs were in the Martian? The lander of the Martian. Oh, I thought we were talking about Martian aliens. No, no, no. The, the Martian, the movie, the... and the book. Well, in the book, they don't say. How many do you, in do the you movie? know? Yeah, I, just trying to visualize I mean, in your head. I feel like I'm biased, but now I feel like it's three. Yeah. Okay, so it's actually three and four. And you might be like, what? But I love this. Oh, is there it's a continuity error? Yeah, yeah. See, this is the kind of ah, shit I pick out because I, I do it. I do set decorating and stuff. And yeah. this just jumped out of me. Everyone thinks three looks better because it looks so yeah. looks confident. It's like, Space I don't need an extra leg to land. You know, yeah. it just it makes sense. And uh, I think people also feel like Cartesian coordinates. Nice callback. Thank you, Kevin. Um, uh, <laughs> it's like Cartesian coordinates are somehow like dumbed engineering or something i think science fiction thinks that it's like yeah a square we did those like 
That's yeah. that's so 1800s, yeah. you know. Um, same with buildings. You know, nowadays nobody's like, hey, I want a building that's a like a rectangular solid. Like, no, it's going to be like shaped like a flower or something. Yeah. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, so why is it three and so the one on the the one they actually like CG on Mars that one has three, but then there's another scene where they show like a giant board at NASA, and there's all this stuff about the the lander in the yeah. background, and the oh. graphic there has four legs. I know the graphic you're talking about too. <laughs> just, yeah, and this came up because I was when I was uh, I was trying to figure out how easily our thing would flip over on uh, on mars it's not it's not easy there's no pressure well there's no pressure yeah oh from boy. the atmosphere i have gotten i pressure doesn't push things off density does well yeah okay yeah. there's no atmosphere yeah so, so this density. is this is part of why elon musk's thing fell yeah. over i i was gonna save this for another podcast but if we if you want to get into it we can <laughs> you actually so so there's two problems one on mars you weigh less yep the other problem is that the density on Mars is not nearly as different as the pressure. Yeah. And there's for two really good reasons. The baseline reason is that it's actually very cold and dense in CO2. And mm -hmm. so uh, the density is uh, much closer, like about 50, 150th. Mm -hmm. um, and then you divide by the, the mass, so the force to push over is lower. But there's this other really neat thing, which is called saltation, which is the, the generation of, of uh, particles of dust in the air. And on Earth, we never think of dust as ever being like a significant component of wind because if right. there's a storm blowing around dust, the yeah. density in air is so high, yeah. it doesn't actually really change very much. Yeah, it's yeah. it's like, you know, a few percent at most. Although, if you've ever been in a rainstorm and you're getting hit by rain, yeah. you feel it. So yeah. rain does add to it. And that's why like hurricanes are so bad. But um, but on Mars, when you kick up dust, you actually can double or even triple the density of, yeah. the, of the air because yeah. you're physically suspending heavy particles in an almost vacuum. Right. And so, the, and they, and they, they, they create this cascade that's called saltation where one lands and it knocks like two off and that's why they have these giant dust storms and they just keep going yeah. until literally all the solar energy is gone. That's why they have these like avalanche uh, style dust storm yeah but the dust storms actually have a lot of pressure even if there's no sand though it's only five it's only 4.8 times if you do the math just the newtonian math on the the wind speed that you yeah. need it's only 4.8 times the wind speed on earth to knock it over so so it's this plausible thing in, so it is plausible yeah yeah and when you add in things like number of legs that's actually a really big one if you take a really tall object you put three legs you're way better off to put four yeah. if well. you're trying to avoid tipping we always think of like you know um like a like a tripod or something but that's because you're trying to get like the you know the you're not trying to prevent it from like this giant thing from like yeah. tipping over you're just having like a mass at the top of the feet yeah and but once you have your feet way at the bottom and you go you can just draw that little triangle and you'll see that if you had just had scooted over with uh you know four legs you have like almost uh double the yeah. the, the tipping fault space yeah intuitively and, that makes sense to me yeah, yeah. And, it, and then so when i figured this out i was like oh man i'm gonna go back and look at all these nasa landers and sure enough it's like they all have four, all have four. feet except i guess uh viking was the only one but it was very very wide yeah viking was super wide yeah. so nasa figured this out a long time ago but they don't like yeah. mention it. it doesn't look cool i guess it's Poor like guy. yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to fix though he he actually gave the solution in the in the movie i mean you can always design your rocket around it like f have four legs but yeah. uh he gives the solution in the movie he's like hey why don't we tie it down 
<laughs> Boom. Yeah. It's pretty straightforward. I really like uh, the caveman solutions to scientific problems. Right? It, I it love comes up all the time. Uh, that's a that's a great little trick of that one. It's like, no, let's tie it down. So NASA, if you're listening, yeah. or Elon, even better. Yeah. Tie down your rockets. Yeah. <laughs> we have like this really expensive stereotaxic surgical like placement system for the brain. Uh-huh. And it was not working. And anyway, to put the long story short, um, we were, tr- I was looking for a way around that and tape. <laughs> I just, I just taped the probe and it worked every bit as good. <laughs> and it's kind of like, wow, you know, sometimes uh, we really That's take good because I didn't even understand what half those words meant. So. Yeah. It's basically, it's like, just, it's just like a big expensive surgical device. They're, they're tens of thousands of dollars in some cases. And it wasn't working. It, it's always painful going to a just US, tape. Uh, I go to the hospital a lot because I have some medical issues. Anyway, yeah. like it's always so frustrating to see them like open a giant plastic box and they yeah. like pull out. <laughs> like, yeah, they pull out a swab or something. Yeah, everything has to be sterile. Anyway, I want we get to wrap up soon, but I want to tell you about this Kardashian Jenner family tree. So I, okay. this was a complete mystery to me. It just came with the uh, with the, the the people who make this. They make other stuff, and just people share things in Hollywood. It's just this was rented. I think they just go to a prop house and they're like, hey. And uh, yesterday, I just got an update. So, um, uh, Jesse Christensen, who's a professor at Caltech, also has been a guest of the show. She like posted on. She's like, "Oh my god, I found it!" And she, it was on the Good Place, and it was really uh, yeah. <laughs> so this what? is this is from the episode uh, January twenty. 20- 24th, I guess, at the good place. There you go. Yeah, there's, she showed me a little screen capture. <laughs> I love this. Look, she's explaining. Now I'm going to yep. watch this episode. <laughs> it's an exact match. It's more in focus than my drawings in the Super Bowl. That's ad. so frustrating. Yeah. And isn't that just I'm like. I'm hoping a, there's a longer version. That's like a I'm terrible really... allegory for all of Hollywood, isn't it? It's like, yeah, invite the scientists over, then blur that out. But the, the right. Jenner family tree is bam, <laughs> right there in your face. This is an actual plot element. Yeah. We need this to be. And uh, you know what's also oh, funny sad. is like, if there was an error in the, the board, like, yeah. probably no one would notice. I mean, well, you can't because it's You mean blurred. in the Von Karman equations? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, all of that. But I guarantee you, if there's a mistake here, there'd be like, Twitter would be alive. With oh, the, yeah. The, <laughs> It'd be a conspiracy. Yeah, It'd Kanye be... would be like, we got to get this canceled. Yeah. Um, also, the good Shut place. down the show. Yeah. And also, there's like a, a bastard child somewhere that like no one knew about. And the <laughs> right. new conspiracy theory. And also, where's my moon base? Yeah. Trump promised me a moon base. Yeah, Space Force. <laughs> I think that was Kanye's idea, to be honest. Oh my it God. makes sense. <laughs> it's like, we need you know, a space force. <laughs> I actually applied to be an astronaut in the last round. Uh-huh. And um, and we actually have a mutual friend who has a friend that made it quite far, which is exciting. Oh, awesome. But um, in the end, she made it to the last, didn't quite make it. But <sighs> now I'm kind of, I'm wondering, like, Mike Pence is there. Like, did you see him, like, touching things at JPL? Yeah, that said, do not touch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, how do you bless them otherwise? I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying it's a, he, he had to make a call. <laughs> I was like, that's time for other people. Risk reward, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or it could just be like One it's not real print, unless he touches with it. I don't Jesus, know. So. <laughs> you got to take the good with the bad. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, this has been an awesome episode. Um, yeah. Thanks yeah. for having me. Thanks for being here. This is so great. Uh, you got to tell people how you can... What? Oh, go ahead. No, are you going to ask me something? No. 
If you want to talk about more, we can. I we edit oh, I was, this. I was, I we was can just... stack this together. <laughs> we can rearrange it. Uh, <laughs> no, I was just going to say, I was excited to talk a little bit about BCI and a lot about conspiracies surrounding yeah, it. I think or, I, there's bum, so much bum, about bum. mind stuff that I'm going to have to bring you back, uh, probably with another, like, another guest at some point. Yeah. Because th- I don't feel like we even like covered it. We got so distracted by other stuff. Yeah. And, well, that's and what you're the mind so does. You're a very entertaining person to talk to. So, oh well, thank yeah. you. And you, I like that you just dissected that too. You're just like, well, yeah, that's because of the something control of the brain and the yeah. TLA activates that other. I part. get excited a lot of, uh, about a lot of different. That's types awesome. Of science. That's great. Then, yeah. and your web page makes that clear. So, uh, <laughs> that's great. So, and and I know like, uh, like Hollywood people and comedians will definitely want to know about mind control because. You know, yeah. this is like everyone wants to know where that is. When I worked in uh, uh, Italy, people, we were in an underground facility. Yeah. And it was just, it was so sad because everybody was convinced there's this huge door. I mean, it looks like a conspiracy for sure. It's this yeah. huge shielded door. Yeah. And they have to open it and you have to get checked by guards. And we go in and everyone in Italy, or not everyone, but like a whole bunch of people in Italy are convinced the Italian government's hiding aliens in there. And of it's course. just so boring when you get on the other side. It's like, there's no aliens here. <laughs> There's literally no room. Non ci sono. None. <laughs> all right. Uh, where can people find you? First of all, they can go to your, your web page. Um, yeah, sure. they can go to my webpage. That's a good one. www.sumnernorman.com. Uh, my, my name is spelled S-U-M-N-E-R. It's like mm-hmm. it's like summer, like the season, but with an N in the yeah. middle of it. So, uh, the thing know, I like about your confusing. name is it sounds like you have a first name for a last name and a last name for a first name. And yeah. I think that's kind of interesting. It ha- I... On multiple occasions, I've had my name reversed in databases. I bet. Yeah, yeah. and I've pretty <laughs> much given up trying to correct it at this point. Yeah. <laughs> my social funny. security card is wrong. Right. And, that's, so. and that's why people with palindromes for names just win. Yeah. <laughs> you can't, can't mess that up. Can't mess that up. <laughs> this is my son, race car. So are you on Twitter? Did you give out your Twitters? Your uh, I do have a Twitter, yeah. So Twitter's probably the best, like, most scientifically relevant place to find me. I don't remember my Twitter handle. How cool is okay. that? Oh. I'm going to look it up. Because you guys are probably, you're, you're, uh, your I get, kids are probably past the Twitter already. Like, ah, oh, this is so 2017 It's uh, or at Sumner LN, S-U-M-N-E-R. L N. All right. Um, and that's where I post science stuff. But to be honest, I probably write 10 tweets for everyone I post because like a good scientist, I start writing it. And by the time I get to the end, I'm like, well, this requires 10 more tweets to explain the mm-hmm. significant. And I'm, okay, never mind. This I is up. also, this I don't is, by the way, this, this is why I think you should embrace my, my philosophy. I think I'm going to name it after myself. I'm going to call this the Hickerson Do it. science communication strategy Yeah. or the H S Yeah. So just, Next time you know something, this is what I, I'm claiming. Just state it. People just disagree with you. Maybe you can engage them, but just like try it and see what happens. I'll tell you what. Anyone if, that if wants you to, know go true. on Twitter, uh-huh. tweet me, and say something about brains. And we'll have, a, we'll have a nice, pleasant Twitter discussion. Right. Although, God, it'd be cool if you already knew what they were going to tweet. <laughs> that freak, that's when you know you won <laughs> you when you go right. up there it's just like hey tweet me and then people are just getting messages like ah! yeah like dropping their phones like how did he do you know it's just like answer his question before well you you're gonna have to try and find out we'll see what happens that's awesome uh, that was like how stephen hawking disproved time travel yeah it never yeah really it never convinced me 
Did you no? see that? Yeah, he's like, well, I invited time travelers to come have a party. Oh, right, with yeah, me. right. And they never and showed they up. didn't show up yeah, that so. you know of. Like, yeah. I, I wasn't there, so I don't know. Yeah. 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 I All think right. there's a Big Bang Theory joke that's the same thing. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they, they agree in, like, the roommate agreement. They sign a thing that says, like, if either of us invents time travel, we'll come back to this precise moment uh-huh. and give the plans to right. ourselves immediately so we can <laughs> speed up the process. And as soon as they sign it, they both stop and look around the room. And they say, well, that was disappointing. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks for being on the show, Sumner. This yep. has been Shirley Joking. Thank you for having me. Yeah.